You're listening to Storytellers. Four minds, one story, all entertainment. Four minds, one story. Welcome to episode two of Storytellers. My name is Rashani. I'm very glad to have y'all with us. Today, as always, we are joined by the luminary, the awesome, the wildly talented Erica. Erica, how are you today? <laughs> Fabulous. How are you? You know, just short and spectacular, living life, working <laughs> on my voice. Um, we are also joined by the amazing the fascinating, the inspiring, the tall, the black, Aaron Ryan Freeman. Aaron, how are you doing today? I just wanted to describe, like, I want that to be my, my description of myself on, like, Tinder and nothing else. <laughs> tall, swipe. tall and black. Take with that. Do with that what you will. Oh, yes, I'm fine. I am here. Um, yeah, I am here. Also, you forgot to call Eric a radiant. You use a lot of words. You've missed radiant. That's <laughs> all. You missed that one. I don't know how I missed that one. That's I cool. feel like I feel like I I feel like that was a lob pass to you though, and you slam dunked it. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. It's all it's all that's what it is here. That's mm -hmm. we playing nigga Foursquare right now. That was a tea party, and then all of a sudden you just slammed the ball into Erica's court like radiant. <laughs> He was like, oh, I didn't expect that one. And she's out. Now she's got to go back to square four and we all move up. Um, also out for today, see how I did that, is Jessica, who is not feeling well. Uh, oh, we get better soon, Jess. We love you. We're still working on our song. Erica. We're not singing, but we love you. Deeply. We're going to sing a song about loving you deeply. Yeah. 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 I have a couple lyrics that'll never come to the light of day. So I'm going to keep working on my lyrics of how deep is your love. Um, wait, that's already been taken. And as always, we are joined by the producer extraordinaire, the one, the only, green eye, light skin, pretty nigga, LSPN. Dun, 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 dun. Why the fuck is Derrick Rose outplaying Jamal Crawford? This is bullshit. Sorry. Nigga. So, um, this nigga, like, you can't even get through y'all intro. You so worried about that Timberwolves game. I mean, and I mean, the easy answer is because they're both like 90. Yeah. One has 90 year old right. body, the other one is just 90. I just want to be right. What, what was your assertion? That they might fuck around and beat them in the first round. I, I don't think the world would be able to handle that. The entire, the entire Timberwolves team would, but the Timberwolves play five and a half guys. You don't win a series like that. Never would. I mean, they've spread the shit around this time. <laughs> More than an eight-man rotation. Just saying. Everybody but Cole Aldridge and Aaron Brooks has played. What? Is that Dibbit? Is that the coach? Like a lizard, lizard creature? A body snatcher? Shows it's him. This is why you don't have niggas on your show because you just get distracted by other stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> play on basketball is when I only care. It's just Rashani, it's a different type I mean, of basketball. Just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Rashani, I'm gonna let Rashani handle get 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 the show back on the rails. Thibodeau! <laughs> I've just been all that in. There's certain words that just burst forth like water. Um. So in this most recent uh, card pool, for those y'all who still don't know, storytellers the show where four separate people come out to uh, create one story um the only catch is the people don't know how the story is going to go the first person starts a story it's a three to five minute segment and then they pass it on to the next person the second person hears the first person's story and they build on that story 
After that, it starts to get a bit interesting. See, the third person who gets the story from the second person never gets a chance to hear the first person's version of the story, never gets to hear the intro to this story that they're building. So they're building just based off of what the second person gave them. And the fourth person, the one who's closing the story, they don't get to hear anything other than the third person's story. So it generally gets pretty uh, interesting. We've lost characters completely into the ether. We've built characters out of nowhere. <laughs> and so far, we have two shows and two absolutely glorious episodes. You can go ahead and check those out at Libsyn.com or at StorytellerPod.com. We're also available on Twitter at StorytellSpin. O-E-O. Um, that is T-A-L-E. S-P-I-N, Story Tailspin. Uh, check us out there. All of our shows will be posted. So this episode, our cards were, because we pulled three cards out of a box and those are what the story are built off of, and the cards were the subject of a medical experiment, a secret meeting, and a particularly inconvenient phobia. And let me just go ahead and say before the story even begins spinning, this story was really hard to do. Um, these cards are pulled randomly and sometimes they are, it's very interesting how the story comes together. And, um, I'm proud of myself just for persevering. I think that in this episode, I went first, um, Jess went second, Erica, you were third and Aaron closed us out. No, nah. <laughs> oh, Erica closed us out. Oh, mm -hmm. so myself, Jess, Aaron, and then Erica. Oh, wow. This should be a very interesting final chapter to this story. I know <laughs> that without a shadow of a doubt. Somebody I love deeply is going to die, and uh, somebody's going to be created out of nowhere to become the hero of the entire story. Um, mm -hmm. LSPN. Mm -hmm. Yes, Aaron. No, I'm just saying. You ain't wrong. wrong. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. Ah, that's 1990s music. Sorry. Um, so, LSPN, if you would, play the first section of the story. And I apologize in advance for nothing. How long are you going to have me in here, she asked. As long as it takes, the disembodied voice responded. What are you looking for? We'll tell you when we find it. Tabitha was born brilliant. It was a gift and a curse, she said to herself. It was a gift because there was nobody quite like her. She could see things that others could not. She could grasp ideas quicker than anyone she knew. And she just always seemed to be one step ahead of everybody else. Albert Einstein? Yeah. Pascal? Yeah. Bill Gates? He called her for questions. Not really, but in her mind, he did. She was the most brilliant person she knew. That was the gift. The curse was that she was the most brilliant person she knew. She didn't get to get out too much. So when she said that she was the most brilliant person she knew, she wasn't taking that lightly. She wasn't saying it sarcastically. No, she was isolated from everyone. Because once they found that she was the most brilliant person that she knew, they took her. That was 16 years before. She was 24 now. She remembered the day that they came for her. The day that her parents looked at her and said, they can give you a better life than we can. They can give you a better chance than we can. They signed the paperwork and turned away. There were no tears. Tears didn't come easily to her family. There was too much analyzing to be done in their minds for tears to be a factor. But in a small corner of her heart, she knew that it still hurt that no one said goodbye. She didn't know what the scientists were looking for. She just knew the routine. Wake up at 6 a.m. 
eat at 6.30, exercise from 7.10 to 7.35. First trial, 8 o'clock. Rest and relaxation, 10 o'clock to 12 noon. Lunch until 12.30. Second trial from 12.30 until 2.45. Reactions from 2.45 to 3 p.m. Study time from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Dinner from 6 p.m. To 6.30 p.m. The final trial of the day. From 6.30 p.m. Until 8.30 p.m. That one was the hardest. And then rest and relaxation until bed. She was special, they said. She didn't know why. Because they never asked her any questions if they wanted her to show how special she was, they would let her use her intelligence as she was using it anyway. They didn't know, but she was watching everything, analyzing everything. And she was going to get out. You see, when she was alone, they put her in a cell, nicely furnished, but still a cell. The cell was about 12 feet by nine feet. Not much to look at, but it was her home. But recently, she would start getting frequent bouts of panic attacks whenever she was in that room. And it didn't take long for her to recognize that she was Intensely claustrophobic. Something had to give. And it had to give soon. God damn it. What? That was really good. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, you're getting into this. You're getting into this more than the rest of us. Oh, like, dude. that was dark. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was good. I liked it. Mm hmm. Whew. I forgot what I said. Ooh. <laughs> Say it again, Mufasa. Like, I'm all sweaty. Ooh. Ooh, boy. Um, so what was going through my head when I initially made that is that um, the only way that, that I is happening is that there's a person who was either scared or, or has a phobia of going outside or has a phobia of being claustrophobic in a situation where they kept her boxed up uh, mm-hmm. for secret trials. Um, if she's isolated already, then that negates the fear of other people, the agoraphobia, uh, the fear of going outside or anything like that. So uh, to make her claustrophobic, I thought was literally going to push her into a space where something had to happen. Otherwise, she was going to collapse under herself. And as a brilliant mind, she will be able to figure out a way uh, to be free. So. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> Mufasa. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That was really good. It was. It was, it was actually really, was really strong intro. Yeah, it was your best. It was like, you know, like I said, you're getting into it. You're leaning into the show. I'm, I'm hoping that people are feeling what we're feeling right now. You feel it? We're going to score in this shit. I'm all, I'm all sweaty now. Just, I'm I'm filled with a deep sense of foreboding. That's yeah. that's what I get from that. And next up, we got Jessica. Uh, I am excited to hear what happens next. So, LSPN, go for it. Subject L four four nine, also known as Larry. 
spent most of his days pacing in his cell. He wondered if his neighbor, the only other person on this floor, subject T81TA, also known as Tabitha, could hear him. She was mostly quiet, but sometimes he could hear her humming to herself through the air vent. Nothing recognizable, but still strangely comforting. They'd never spoken, but he could always tell when she was there. He wasn't sure anymore when he got here, or even why he was there, but he knew that he was being watched. Every day, at the same time, a shadow would pass by his door, and he could hear the scratch of a pen on a pad, a small cough, and footsteps. It would be nice if he could speak to you or even see someone. But that was okay. He was fine with not leaving his cell at first, but as time went on, he felt increasingly isolated and like his grip on reality was getting a bit loose. After a certain point, he wasn't even sure if the noises he heard were real or if there actually was someone else on this floor. Maybe there was no one at all and he'd finally broken. He screamed once, but it may as well have been a whisper. If anyone heard him, it didn't matter. No one came to his room and the days went on as usual. He decided he'd had enough. Whoever you are out there, I'm leaving. You can't hold me in here anymore, he yelled. To someone. Or maybe no one. Take me with you. A muffled voice came through the wall. Was this Tabitha? He decided to humor it. I don't know if you're real. I don't know you. Or if I can trust you. He said cautiously. I'm Tabitha, and I'm very real. You can trust me. So there was a Tabitha. Or perhaps he'd finally lost it, and this was it. Okay, Tabitha. How are you going to come with me? He asked, staring at his wall, amused. I know where they keep their room keys. I'll steal it and unlock your door. We can meet in one of the storage closets on B3. Just wait for me, she said, dropping her voice to a whisper. He didn't know what or where B3 was, and he still wasn't sure whether this whole thing was real, but it excited him. It was something different, so he decided to go with it. He sat on the floor thinking about possibilities. Where will he go? What will he eat first? What comes next? He wasn't sure how much time it passed, but he heard a small click and the sound of a piece of paper being pushed under his door. This was it. Is it time? There was nothing stopping him. Nothing but the demon in front of him that terrorized him many days many nights, in many forms. The demon that held him captive and turned him into a shivering mess if he even got near it. The door itself. Goddamn, goddamn, goddamn. Goddamn, goddamn. Goddamn. Wow, so the phobia was the door for her. Oh, man, that's awesome. Goddamn, goddamn, goddamn. So much drama. So much. That was so good. Oh my God, Jess, I love you. Oh my God. This is amazing, Jess. Goddamn, goddamn, goddamn. 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 The goosebumps. Oh my God, goddamn. Yes. That was excellent. Mm -hmm. That was wonderful. And it's just like the perfect setup for the whole daring escape thing. That's just super awesome. Yes. Very satisfied. Wish Jessica was here. No, oh, I wish Jessica was here too. Uh, just, just know that that was phenomenal. Yes, tremendous. Oh, so great. <sighs> Feel these nipples. Oh my goodness! Yes, goddamn, goddamn. <laughs> um, 
Oh man. All right. So next up we have Aaron Rand Freeman. I hate hear I hate hearing myself. Only on this show do I hate hearing myself. I've actually done two thousand podcasts in life, right? I've heard myself. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm intimate with myself. But on this show, I'm just like, oh my god, he's gonna play my thing. Jesus Christ. Every time. Just this thing. <laughs> Jesus. First, first and foremost, I too have been intimate with myself. Um <laughs> It's like playing basketball with Sean Kemp. As long as I put it up near the rim. As long as I put it up near the basket. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, um, and I would like to say that I am a big fan of your words and your voice. So um, worry not. Um I can't be worried. I'm out here already. It's too late. I'm out here. Me in these streets. <laughs> we doing this. Man up, nigga. Which is a whole <laughs> phrase. I got to break myself a saying that phrase. That is like the uh, remnant of a time gone past where I was a, uh, well, a, yeah, I was a kid. And that was the phrase of the phrase that pays. How did I get through depression? I manned up, nigga. What the fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? Like, somebody point that out to me. Do I equip it? Like, how does, you know what? Not going to talk about it. LSPN, go ahead. Aaron's part. Hey. Larry stared at the door. Over the longest time, Larry felt Tabitha's presence. But after hearing her for the first time in life, he now hears a whole new person immediately. I have definitely lost my mind, Larry muttered. Nope. I'm also not the door. I'm a person behind the door, but we got a problem. Tabitha could also be heard responding through the wall. It'll be okay, Larry said. Yep, yes it will. The issue here is that you need to open this door to ensure your freedom. This door is unlocked and has been the entire time, but you need to open it so we can get on with it. Larry, upon hearing these words, leapt at the door and froze. What if he's lying? What if this is a test? What if the punishment is more time? Larry could feel he was not alone in desperation, as Tabitha was muttering to herself, probably trying to work out the same problem that was plaguing Larry. Larry stared at the door and managed a simple question. Can you open the- No, I can't open it, or I fucking would have opened it. The first step to freedom is to achieve it yourself. Open the door or rot, Larry. You too, Tabby. Hey, Larry, Tabitha whispered. Let's try the door together. Same time. Upon hearing this, Larry's shoulders loosened. He began to warm up. It had been a long time since the sound of another inspired him. Sure. Let's. On three. Yes, perfect. One. Two. Three. Yes. Yeah. Larry and Tabitha both stumbled through their cell doors, gasping for air and clawing at the ground like fish out of water. Larry crawled over to Tabitha, who was already halfway to him. They didn't embrace, but they laid on their stomachs pointed at each other, staring at the floor like they discovered a new planet. This is good. Really good. You guys need to sit up. I got important words. The man in front of them was a tall, lanky, brown-skinned fellow with a long ponytail. He looked haggard and sported a rather distracting scar on his nose, like an animal bit the tip right off. Okay, here's the deal. This isn't a psychiatric facility or anything. It's a bonding center. The man fixed his watch and spoke louder like he was recording a dictation. <clears throat> Society, as you know it, has crumbled a bit. We aren't at the end times, but we are in the lean times not enough resources to go around anymore. Some folks had money and ran for the hills. Some folks without money followed them up the hill and killed them. Our guys decided that the best way to people to survive is in tight-knit groups of two people. It was at this point Larry noticed a curly-haired woman behind the man hanging upside down in the window looking intently, then pointing a crossbow at Larry when he stared too intently. Tabitha slid closer to Larry immediately. But can't teach people to like each other only way to build that bond is through trauma mutual shared trauma you lock people together and kind of blur the lines a bit 
Make it seem like you can't be too sure the other person even exists. Time sound dampeners and all that. Apparently that shit works like gangbusters. So we were left here intentionally. Yep. Me and my old lady here woke up in an underground bunker. Worked out pretty good. Came out quivering mess. She taught me everything, including how to speak again. The woman, still hanging upside down in the window, raised both eyebrows to confirm. And it works, too. Look at your lady there. The man pointed towards Tabitha, who was currently standing in front of his left shoulder and hadn't taken her eyes off the crossbow the entire time. Okay, so I am certain you have more questions, the man said almost exclusively to his watch. Your supplies are located in this building and any more answers should be readily available inside the facility. Good luck on your journey, he yelled into his watch. After five seconds of silence, his watch beeped twice. Yes, it worked! A red dot appeared on the floor, which became a blue circle, then a raised cylinder, in which a backpack appeared. Oh yeah, fresh stuff, honey. You get rewards for providing orientation services to newbies. The woman, still hanging, nodded in approval. Larry took a step toward the bag and was greeted with the crossbow pointed at his chest again. Tabitha immediately stepped in front of him. Whoa, guys, whoa, everyone, whoa. Listen, Larry, you need to watch where you go now because you are now living for two whole people. You too, Tabby. You will both protect each other with your lives on reflex. Please. It's not a problem for the women, though, honestly. They're very much better at common sense. See how you almost immediately died lunging at someone else's property there like a savage, Larry? Just follow her lead. The man grabbed the backpack and threw it over one shoulder, stepping out of the window and hooking himself to a rope. All right, guys, nice meeting you. Explore, survive, and remember to have fun. The man swooped down out of the frame. The lady, still hanging upside down, waved and swooped down after him. Hmm. Remember when we were figments of each other's imagination? Tabitha said, staring at the floor, more exhausted than ever. Yep. Those were the days. B3 then? Yep. <laughs> that is I, so entertaining. Every time I hear it, I'm so entertained. I, 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 I. Aaron? You got it! Um, that <laughs> was beautiful. That was, that was wonderful. That was awesome. And Oh my goodness. I am so happy right now. I was, like I said at the beginning, I was scared. I was like, this was a really hard thing to speak about. This is the hard three cards to pull. And mm. yet it is becoming such a beautiful made, a beautiful crafted, beautifully crafted experience. What were you thinking, Aaron? Um, actually, I was. Uh, did, you, did you ever see that April Fool's Rick and Morty joke where they played that Bush World Adventures thing? Mm hmm. The opening to it, where I, I think, let me see if it, I uh, have it on me. Okay, yeah, the, the opening, hold on, let me see. I forget it, but the opening where Rick is like, like him yelling in the beginning of that episode, I was laughing at it. Dasha showed it to me, and I've been laughing at it the whole time. <laughs> and it was like, and it, I couldn't get that Australian yelling, get in the car, get in the fucking car. I couldn't get that out of my head. <laughs> like I've watched the opening to that about 150 times and I keep laughing every single time it comes on and it in fact I was like I'm, I initially had started thinking about trying to add on something reasonable but all I kept hearing get in the fucking car get in it and I kept hearing it so that whole character was just my inability to stay on the rails and present an adult narrative a, a tempered adult <laughs> narrative it was, it, was great, though. it was like Mad Max. Yeah, it became Mad Max. It came Mad Max specifically because I kept hearing, because I kept hearing fucking, um, kept hearing uh, Australian Rick. Rick, I was asleep. I was having a little Morty sleep. Oi, get in the damn car now. Get in here. Oh, why? Get in the fucking car, Morty. <laughs> 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 I'm really going to have to watch Rick and Morty now. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> I got completely sabotaged by that. I'm so sorry. This oh was God. fantastic. <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I try. I was the whole guy has an Australian accent, but I can't hold an Australian accent longer than half a second, so I didn't want to embarrass myself. You know what? It was that was amazing. That was more. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Erica. <laughs> yeah, so far, this has been a beautiful, beautifully crafted experience. And we come to you, our, our famed power hitter, um, <laughs> our cleanup uh, lady. Um, so. <laughs> Without further ado, LSPN, if you would, please play the story of the Radiant Erica. They had explored for a while before they found the door. The door leading to the floor right beneath them. It opened without problems, but the floor itself was without power. No light, no ventilation, nothing. You hear that? Larry asked. Hear what? Beeping. Come on, this way. Tabitha felt a sense of unease creeping alongside them in the dark. Not like she was afraid personally, but the situation itself called for some level of apprehension, so there it was, occasionally brushing past her and ducking behind the chairs in the waiting room when Larry led her along towards the noise. I hear it now, she said. Talking was a distraction, something to ignore the half-formed fears of what might be lurking there in the dark. It turned out to be a pale blue dot that flickered on one of the reception desks. It beeped at regular intervals that shortened as the two approached, smoothing out into a single, even tone once they were in front of the desk. Then, need as you please, the light split into two lights, and each traced the outline of a left hand on the desk. Huh. I guess we put our hands here, Larry said. On three again? Sure. Tabitha nodded. One. Two. At three, they each placed their left hand on the desk, and a scanner bar swiped underneath their palms. Tabitha looked away at the brightness of it, but she could still feel the heat against her fingertips after the scanner had passed beneath them. There was a click, hiss sound from the desk, and Tabitha felt something fasten around her wrist. She jerked her hand away immediately. The irrational fear bubbled up in her mind that she and Larry were about to be handcuffed to a desk in the dark, with no food or water, that this was just another part of the experiment, another test. Instead, she discovered a slim band of what looked like brown plastic against her arm. After a moment, Tabitha realized it was a watch of some kind, not too different from the one the man outside the door had been wearing. Larry was similarly outfitted, the face of his watch had a larger profile than hers, but otherwise it seemed the same. Well, all right. Now we're talking. I mean, maybe this is how we get our gear and get out of here, Larry said. There's got to be gratitude, said a voice from the wall behind the desk. It was a woman's voice, sharp and certain, and the unexpectedness of it made both Tabitha and Larry startle in unison. Gratitude, the voice repeated. A wavering hologram of a woman stared at them from behind the desk. She wasn't plainly visible at every angle, and the dearth of power regulation meant that occasionally she disappeared entirely or flickered in and out of focus like a digital ghost. You may be feeling many things right about now. Confusion. Dread. Anger. I'm here to tell you that the only acceptable feeling in your situation is gratitude. You are alive. A great many millions of your fellow citizens are not. You are partnered. Every day, hundreds of thousands of people wake up and wish they were so fortunate. The Partnership Initiative grants you a solid chance for survival, but beyond that, a chance to thrive. Those who work exceptionally well together and display needed talents have the opportunity to rejoin larger civilization in the conclave. You may be wondering about family and friends you left behind. I would urge you to put them out of your mind. 
even if they are alive, they will not welcome you in this new world. Resources are scarce. We provide them where we can. But you will be expected to perform certain tasks in exchange. These tasks will be uploaded to your signal ban once every 24 hours. I urge you to complete as many as you can for your own sake. Tabitha and Larry exchanged a glance. Do you think this is alive? Larry whispered. No. Tabitha shook her head. It seemed too scripted for that. In front of them, the woman behind the desk continued. Appropriate measures to keep you safe. You will find food, medical supplies, and basic weaponry on the bottom floor. Here, here, and here. Be aware that this facility may not be used as a base of operations. Should you attempt to return, security measures will be engaged. The hologram cut out, leaving three glowing dots in its wake, along with a vague outline that might have once been a map. When they got to the bottom floor, they found it partly flooded, awash in some green-black fluid that might have been water several years before, but even that was a generous supposition. We can't go this way, Larry. Yeah, and we can't leave without supplies either. At least I've got to look. You can't wait in that. You'll catch something. Got no choice. Look, the map thing said the supplies would be here. <sighs> what are they going to do, pop out of the water? I'm not eating anything that's been soaking in this stuff. Fine, but we need a weapon at least. You don't have to walk in it. I'll carry you. Tabitha felt herself recoil at the idea, and then felt her heart tighten in fear at the idea of being separated, even a little. She sighed. All right, but promise me one thing. Sure. What's that? If we survive this. When? When we survive this and get out, we figure out what really happened here. Sure, Tabby. Sure. We can do that. <laughs> Yo, the Walking Dead bounce is real, where British <laughs> people have Southern accents and then American Southern people can whip out the British accent. The <laughs> bounce is so real, dog. Yo. <laughs> That is a terrible British accent. That, that is fine. I mean, it's un it's unpracticed, but it's fine. It's much better than mine. I just I find that I always it's like there's something about both accents that go back and forth real easy, and you're proving my fucking point. <laughs> <sighs> it's also I strongly cool. like I should do the rest of the show with an accent just to prove that I too can do an accent. <laughs> like I'm gonna nah. <laughs> left out um <laughs> erica thoughts so with the whole crossbow situation i pretty much went with the mad max scenario but sort of a breakdown in society and um civilization in general um full disclosure i had about 3,000 words on this. I really had to cut it. It would have been more like 12 minutes if I had spent all the time getting them down the stairs and all of Tabitha's like creeping fear in the dark and all of that. So this is the abbreviated version. Um, I think I liked this prompt just because it was so dark because I like to write dark things. So I'm learning that. <laughs> Something that kept on running across my head um, just left my head, and it was beautiful, and I'm mad now because um, I heard your part, and I heard the accent, and I was like, I want an accent, and everything else went out of my head. I had a thought, <laughs> accent, I want an accent, and then it was just dead. Um, God dog it. It was there, and it was good, and it was solid. And I'm going to remember it after the show comes out because I'm going to hear it again. And all of a sudden, y'all are just going to see a, a statement on Twitter to all of you in all caps. This was it! And then I'm going <laughs> to lay out what it was. Um, this was beautiful, and it was haunting, and it was so tragically open-ended like i want to hear more right i kind of want to return to the story at some point 
right? So somewhere down the line, we may just have to say, okay, now that you've heard this one, let's go ahead and just somebody start it and we just keep off this same story like for a special episode somewhere down the line oh that's what i was gonna say initially initially just as a thought the first words out of my section was gonna be you know the whole intro and then it was gonna be tabitha she fucking hated to be called tabby <laughs> so you know i cut that i cut that at the end that she hated to be called tabby so <laughs> that was one of those things that didn't make the the uh final draft there oh i thought it like three times like and then i was like you know what i'm not even gonna put that in there because it's gonna limit <laughs> but yeah tabitha do not call me tabby is just um I'm very pleased with this. And and Aaron, uh, you're absolutely right. We're going to have to continue this out because I want to know what happens. Erica, if you want to just do the whole 12-minute version of your story <laughs> and just put it out on like the 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 storyteller's page or YouTube or something like that, like and now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. Like the British accent, the whole nine yards. I'm okay with all of it. <laughs> um, and the first time I ever heard Erica's voice, I was like, she would do an excellent computer courtesan voice, like someone warning you of imminent danger in the most <laughs> possible. When the plane is losing altitude, or the fires reach critical mass, or or your seatbelt unbuckled. <laughs> what? Your seatbelt unbuckled. That's important too. Right. <laughs> so it just I was like, oh, it's perfect. This is exactly what I thought. I was Erica. 100- just, just real quick, say uh, you're, the door is ajar. With the accent or without it? <laughs> She's not an accent monkey. <sighs> this is why we fought to free the slaves. So they stopped <laughs> against the world all these white I people. I was taking a request. The door is ajar. Yep. <laughs> just saying, like the smallest things become wonderful things when you have the voice. <laughs> I don't hear it. All I hear is like some distant relative of Ellie Mae Clampett off the Beverly Hillbillies. So whatever you guys hear, that's magnificent. Continue to hear it. Thank you. And just like that, Aaron, we can go ahead and just add to her list of things. The radiant voice. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Right there. Okay, we're building something here, ladies and gentlemen. We build delectable little stories. Won't you come and have a bite? Um, so LSPN. What would you say is the title of this story? I feel like the homies watching basketball. You I know. <laughs> It's like when the oh, it's like when the bad. teacher sees yeah, that the, kid uh... who's in the back not paying attention. And <laughs> I know I was gonna fuck you up, but I'm gonna call on you. No, you know what happened? I forgot I had both of the shit muted. I pulled a Jess. I had myself muted on the sound on the soundboard, but also had my mic on my headset muted and was talking this shit. And I was like, wait a minute. These niggas aren't <laughs> responding to my words. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but honestly, um, I don't know. That shit was creepy as fuck. Like, yes, I was watching the game, but at the same time, I was like listening intently. I was like, damn, this shit is creepy. <laughs> I was like, damn. Like, even when Rashad, when Rashani's part first started off, I was like, all right. Wait, this is a little, this is a little. Damn, this shit is crazy. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is. Wow, Dershani, you okay? Can I tell you more often? <laughs> and then everybody just follows suit. I was like, okay, well, it can't be everybody. There's just there, This is just the road this went down. But God damn, this shit is creepy. <laughs> Which is like Erica's element, first of all. Like, Erica's like, yes! Oh, I had so me. many ideas. So many ideas. Um, The other thing that went through my head for this story was, and I don't know if y'all have seen um, the newest season of Black Mirror, um, but there's an episode where people are told based on an app how compatible they are and how many years they're going to end up being together um, or how many minutes or how many days. 
their relationship is going to last. Like, literally, they lay it all out. Like, you're going to be together for 42 hours. You may as well. Here's a house for y'all to go have sex in. It's going to be over <laughs> soon. Have fun. Um, and the people, like, two people meet, and they're like, we want to have more time together. And so they kept breaking the rules to find each other again. Um, and this is what that story reminded me of. Um, so I love this. I love this. Um, I don't, I don't know what I would call it though. I don't know what the title is on this one. Um, figment as in figment of my imagination. Cause neither of them knew if the other one was real. Yep. Sounds good to me. So chapter two of storytellers is officially called figment. Um, and it features just the most delightful characters. Thank y'all so much. Um, we have to pull the cards for the next uh, storyline. Uh, so give me just one moment as I pull out the big box of information. All right, let's start writing stuff down, Aaron. Write things down. <laughs> Aaron, I always wind up asking Erica around for two or three days from now, what is the anything? What is <laughs> What I is support the you, Aaron. I support you. I know. And memorizing this shit, so I ain't got to keep running up on you. I got you. <laughs> you. All right, let's go. No pad open. Let's go. So hold on one second while I pull one more card because I pulled one card accidentally because I'm a goof. Um, by the way, if y'all want to know how we're getting this information, how we're getting these uh, cards, just hit us up on Twitter. We have no secrets unless you're planning on uh, trying to steal our story, at which point we got to fight. The next three cards, the topic or the person involved is a plastic surgeon. Yes. The place is a library. Perfect. And dig this. A beauty contest. What? Yep. That is too, too good. Like the matching there. Right. Um, so anybody uses the phrase grab by the pussy and it's all over with, I swear to God. That's rule number one. <laughs> um, rule number two, we need to now decide who's going to do what and when. So... Let's see here. We've done middle names. We've done cities of birth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what year did you graduate from high school? Oh, this is ages. Guesses, though. Um, ninety-seven for me. Okay. Aaron Freeman. Nineteen ninety-nine. <laughs> I graduated class of 1998 and I think that it is high time that uh, we uh, check in on our friend and see if we can get him to add his voice to the storyteller roster okay so, friend Barack Obama you really should have him on the show I think he'd do great <laughs> He, he has stories for days. Like, this is why I bombed the Syrians by Barack Obama. And oh my God. this is why I bombed <laughs> Black Bomber by Barack Obama. Oh my God, You're going to get us all of the hate mail. That was, that was really fast. I, I just mentioned Barack Obama. I didn't, I didn't want to bring the masses down upon our heads. Yeah. I'm the bomb. You by mean Barack, Barack Obama? <laughs> <laughs> oh god this has escalated so quickly yeah, i wish i had said nothing i should have said nothing. <laughs> obama <laughs> obama over baghdad <laughs> okay i'm done wait no i'm not he wasn't um, done i knew it i knew it <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm done now so again our uh twitter is storytellspin um our website is storytellerspod.com. Um, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash storytellers. And just let us know what you think. We thank y'all so much for stopping by uh, for the radiant 
the e. wonderful the voice e. e i think we'll just leave it at that e <laughs> that just sounds like the name of a hero in a in a dystopian sci-fi future <laughs> there's no confirmation that that isn't her life at the moment <laughs> how do we know that you're not in the future he might be that woman outright and we just don't know it's the thing about being so distant from each other all we do is see like the office mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we really know nothing about erica when we really get down to it so that's creepy <laughs> Well, we'll all have to meet in person so that you can see that I'm not a dystopian superheroine. Literally, Bruce Wayne appears publicly every day and nobody knows he's Batman. That does nothing. <laughs> Meeting you know, I, nothing. I feel like all that that says is that you just can't trust white men because I would have told you by now. I, you would have known, nigga, I'm Batman. Like one of y'all would have taken me to a bar. I would have had too many drinks and be like, so I'm Batman. <laughs> Yep, me and the Joker fought a couple days ago. Here's the scar. See the bruise right here? Yep, yep, yep. This is probably we threw that uh, laughing bomb thing on me, and I jumped out the way. Kicked his ass. It was great. I'm Batman. Did I mention I'm Batman? By the way, can I get some sauce for my wings, please? Batman does not eat dry rub. By the way, I'm Batman. I'm <laughs> Batman. You know who Robin is? You will never guess who Robin is. Robin is Dick Grayson. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You know what his nickname is? Draft Dick Grayson. He is immense. I call him Draft Dick Park. Oh <laughs> What's just happening? Are we even still recording? Yes. <laughs> this is a callback from a joke from half an hour before we officially started recording the show. <laughs> and I on my brand new back. podcast, the podcast before the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you're not. This is <laughs> awful and hilarious. Yeah, and great. Oh no. So be sure to check out our next episode, Draft Dick Park. No. <laughs> no. No. Yo, y'all Here. should really see if y'all could weave that into the library uh, fashion show. That they were reading Draft Dick Park? No. <laughs> no. There will be no animal penises in this story. It's Jurassic Park, son. I keep saying that. Jurassic Park. He was five. I'm excited. I want to do a story with um, animal penises and have Erica go last so she's stuck with all that. <laughs> no, that the phrasing, Erica? Aaron. The phrasing. Erica, I don't think I want you to be stuck with penises yet at the same time. No. I'm going to bow out. I'm good. No. So, again... Thank you so much for listening to Storytellers. (laughs) We weave delectable stories. Four minds, one story. Um, Y'all have a wonderful day. Peace.